This is History in the Making, The Cloud King, Cody Devine, and you're listening to Wrestling with Altitude. Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and joining me on this episode, I've got the uh, Rocket City scientist, Joan Jetson. How are you doing, Joan? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great, great. Glad to have you on. Uh, so first question out of the shoot, uh, how did you uh, get introduced, first to get introduced into this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling? Well, when I was a kid, I used to always love wrestling. It was a uh, bigger-than-life thing. I loved the pageantry, and even as a kid, I wanted to, like, be involved in the show somehow. But, you know, I fell away from wrestling for a while, and then as an adult, I started following wrestling again. And, you know, I did what I did, which is nerd out. So started getting more and more into the dirt sheets and everything. And then I started paying attention to the indies and going to local shows. And I wanted to become a referee because I thought that that would be the easy way in. Um, first of all, that's not how it goes. But uh, <laughs> I uh, originally I was in Alabama at this time, hence the Rocket City and Rocket City Scientist yeah. uh, with Huntsville. And uh, New South, Dump Sanders, uh, running New South, he was uh, starting up a dojo. And I was going to start there, but then I ended up moving out to Colorado for a job after I uh, graduated from college. And then I ended up uh, finding Primo's uh, through Reddit, actually, and they invited me for a uh, tryout through Reddit, which was pretty dope. And I just went and I did the tryout and... You know, I'm one of those messed up people who, you know, you get in the ring, you're taking your bumps, and you're like, yeah, this is for me. Um, but if I'm being honest, when I started out, I was not in good shape. I didn't even think I was going to, like, debut or anything. I just wanted to learn how to do it, do something fun. But, you know, the story keeps on continuing. You, oh, I'm getting better. Hey, I'm ready to debut. Hey, I'm now working multiple promotions and everything like that. So that's how I... Yeah, got involved with wrestling. That's yeah. cool. I want I want to dissect some of this uh, that you uh, you mentioned here. Uh, when you had your eyes on the res- the wrestling as a kid, uh, who was it that you remember uh, watching at that time? Gold Dust. Gold Dust <laughs> was definitely the one that spoke to me the most. Um, yeah. But it was during the time where like you had The Rock and he was popping off, and mm-hmm. how can you not be drawn to him during you know that time? I'm in my 30s, so you know we're talking Attitude Era, and it's like yeah. prime. You know, and I I I really liked Rey Mysterio at the time. He was a good um, underdog, and the cruiserweights always enthralled me. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. You know, and as as a lot of uh, you know, it's uh, 
happens to a lot of us you know we 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 find the find this entertainment as a as a kid uh got get busy in uh, junior high high school and get back to it as an adult like you mentioned a lot of us do that and you you mentioned the word and i'm going to ask you kind of two things which i think is very fascinating you you actually mentioned the phrase nerd out on the dirt sheets uh now did you are you old enough or are you are you the you're old and young enough to where actually you actually were finding it on the internet oh uh, it was on the internet i was uh, old enough you know yeah, yeah figure four online you know going to the, the big name i've had a subscription to that forever yeah um at this point <laughs> and so then what what clicked what was it uh that you said to yourself I want to, uh, well, you, you said you want to do a refereeing. So what was it that you said, hey, I want to get involved in, I think refereeing is the way to go. What what did that all entail? I think um, when it be, so we were going to small local shows. Uh, there was a promotion that I don't even know if it exists anymore in Huntsville. And we went to one. It was super tiny. And when you go to a show that, that is that small, you think, hey, maybe I can get involved with this. Like, mm. I don't think anybody, unless you're like super, super dedicated, goes to a WWE show or AEW and says, hey, I can get involved with this show here. Right. But you go to the small ones on the local and it feels a lot more attainable. And that it started scratching out on me where, you know, the childhood dream uh, becomes real. And that just kind of grew over time as we went to more shows. But it was really that small one that gave me that feeling that I could do it. How, how how super tiny was it? I mean, in hindsight, it wasn't the smallest. Uh, I mean, I've definitely wrestled smaller crowds, but I'd say, you know, 25 to 50 people for okay. well, yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, okay. But and it, uh, it had a good amount of uh, matches and in, in length of show and things of that nature, though? I honestly can't remember, <laughs> um, you know, at this point. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, but that, and yeah. then New South, uh, I mean, they run at Hartsville instead of Huntsville, uh, and they have real good crowd sizes. Um, yeah. It was the one that was actually running, I believe, it, like Rocket City Championship Wrestling or something like that. Yeah, that was the real small one that did stuff. But then we were going to New South, and like I eventually like worked up the courage to talk to the promoter and be like, "Hey, how do I get involved?" Um, and it just kind of started evolving from there. Yeah. What What did that uh, conversation entail uh, with the the promoter saying, "Hey, you know, I'm interested in uh, getting involved." What was it? What was it? The how did the conversation go? Uh, it went super well. I mean, most people in the business will be excited when somebody shows interest to join the business. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he was super positive. And I mean, to this day, I've got a great relationship with him. Um, from there, you know, he's like, hey, well, hit me up after the show and I'll smarten you up a little bit. And we started talking and it just kind of went from there. But I guess if for the people listening, if you want to get involved with wrestling, just like reach out. Yeah. Most people are going to be super positive and super excited to have you in the business. Now, once you're in, you know, there's all the rules with wrestling. But really, the first step is just trying and asking and putting yourself out there that little bit you'll be surprised what you get back oh yeah i i totally agree and i uh am you know my story is the same way 
what so when you talked to him about getting involved was it hey i'm you know thinking of doing did you say i'm thinking about doing the referee part uh and if so then what kind of changed to actually being you know a uh, a wrestler um that's a good question so i think the way i phrased it when I was originally asking was how do I get involved? Cause that's really what I wanted was how do I be part of the show? Right. Yeah. You know, my, my internal monologue was well, refereeing reading might yeah. be something that's easy, but yeah. not most referees are, you know, students who are training or people who do it like super yeah. professionally. So, um, but yeah. And like I said, when I was a kid, one of my dream jobs was like, I always said I wanted to be a pyrotechnician for WWF. Um, oh. cause you know, there, I absolutely love the pageantry of wrestling, the, the yeah. whole show aspect being bigger than life. Um, yeah. and so being involved really is what my motivating factor was originally, whether it I just thought being a ref was, was the easy way in, uh, you know, but I didn't know anything about the business in that sense. Like you can listen to every single podcast and, you know, read every single dirt sheet and everything you want, but you don't really get that feeling for all the dynamics that are at play backstage oh, yeah. or in the business. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you go and, Hey, ref's easy way. No, it's, you know, it's just part of the thing. You're going to go to training either way. Yeah, um, there's still a lot there's still a lot to learn in that aspect too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so then getting on the journey uh to being a, a performer, to being a wrestler, uh uh when did you uh get started and uh where did you get started and kind of who you know maybe if you want to give a you know maybe kind of a uh, shout outs or kudos to you know the uh people or peoples that uh got you started. Yeah, so um, out here in Denver, it was the butcher shop, uh, which is Primo's uh, school. Mm -hmm. And they have, they work with a couple of different promotions, but I absolutely owe everything wrestling wise to the butcher shop, especially uh, Joey, the main trainer there. Uh, without their patience and encouragement, I wouldn't have made it because I am just a. I'm a computer person. I'm an engineer. Uh, I did not go in being like, hey, I'm an athlete who's coordinated. Uh, when I started, it took me forever to just even do like roles and stuff in, in the ring uh, where other people are coming in and they're taking bumps in the ring within like, you know, their first week. And I'm over here like it took me months, but I just kept at it. It was I'm I'm one of those people who doesn't get that endorphin rush from working out. So going to the gym and having these things going on, it was a great way for me to get exercise while doing the other stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so I kind of had a tumultuous journey um, at the beginning. And even to this day, like there's other people who come in and like, I still just kind of feel a little bit of envy with them where it's like, ah, if I was able to like hit the ground running and be as coordinated and do all this stuff that other people would, who knows where I'd be at. But the fact that I'm able to get in that ring and actually hold my own and do everything that I didn't think was possible. I mean, it's pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, I think it was 2018 when I started training, um, which that's in the before times. So it's kind of hard to judge how long ago that actually was. Yeah, I get um, you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but I think I debuted a little bit after a year of training. Uh, and that would have been at Primo's. Uh, I can remember my first match. It was, was it? me yeah. and Cece. Uh, we also had a Izzy do her uh, ref debut. So it was like the entire oh. match, everybody was debuting. But, uh, you know, fun story with that uh, is that, you know, I forgot to kick out the first time I ever got pinned oh. uh, in a ring. Um, and the referee totally saved my ass there because otherwise it would have been, you know, 45 second match. Um, so you know, but other than that, the match went great. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. That's a uh, kind of the journey from start to finish there. Oh, that's, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, like, like, I, I'm going to keep on, uh, I'll just uh, warn you. I'm going to sometimes step back and want to dissect some things you say. And I, I'm curious about, you, you mentioned that you, you're one of those people. And I, I, I guess I suspect there are, are people I just never thought about that don't get the endorphin high from working out. Now, do you get any kind of, do you feel like you get any of that uh, performing in the ring? And if, you know, which is okay. If you don't, that's per perfectly okay. I think it's fine. And if if you don't, along with that, do you think it also maybe helps you in a, w a weird way of getting through a match? So there's a, so if I take a step back and dissect what you're dissecting, um, <laughs> uh, being at a show and in the ring is just a completely different experience than training. Yeah. Um, you, the adrenaline dumps every single time, even if you're tired and everything the moment your music hits and you walk out and there's a bunch of people staring at you, you get the adrenaline. You're not even noticing what's going on. It's kind of surreal. Right. But when it comes to training, if I were just, if I were to describe what it's like for me when I'm working out, I get very angry and irritable. So I need, I need the distractions. So that's why I love skiing out here in Colorado. It's a oh. great way to get exercise, but you're also distracted by all things going on so that you're not aware that you're exercising. So with wrestling, it was the same way. There's a lot that you're paying attention to. Um, and there's also, you know, you're taking bumps, you're doing rolls. There's a lot of, um, stimuli that's coming in whether it's good or bad but um purely from the exercise standpoint i need to be distracted from the fact that i'm doing something that's good for my body mm. okay it's that's fascinating i'm, I'm that's 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 very interesting i it's it's it, I, just a different take i just i just was very curious about it so yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if uh i mean i know plenty of other people are like yeah i have no idea what these gym people are talking about where they're like i go in i exercise i feel great afterwards yeah uh but i would assume that the people who are similar to me aren't into super physical activity uh there's probably a great filter with wrestling where you got people who are like i don't like exercise so yeah i'm not going to even bother cuz this isn't my wheelhouse yeah yeah. So, so another thing you said um, outside of the outside of the wrestling ring, uh, you have a very uh, technical type job. I, I do, I do too. Uh, as a matter of fact, I kind of run do IT type stuff uh, and support. Do you, do you, do you, do you, and I feel this way. And I don't know if you do too, but do you feel that's it's a great balance? Because here I'm doing something kind of real technical, it's a lot of details, and now I get to flex my creative muscles per se. Doing the, doing the wrestling part. 
Yeah. Um, well, I'll first say that in the business, um, uh, well, I say the business, uh, in my professional life, there is something great about getting to say that you're a professional wrestler. Uh, <laughs> it really catches people off guard. It, yeah. And, you know, if people don't know, I'm an engineer at a rocket company uh, in space exploration. So, you know, Joan Jetson, the Rocket City scientist, when you see me out there in my gear, my uh, flight suit has actual mission patches from the launches that I've been part of um, with it. And yeah, so there's this really awesome crossover. Uh, space was all always the dream for me as a kid. Like I liked wrestling and stuff. I said pyrotechnician, WWF. Yeah. But really the goal was to be an astronaut. I went to the college that I did for that. And that's why I had the Joan Jetson character. Um, and I had the Joan Jetson character before I actually got into rocket science. And once I got the job, it, it was a good crossover. And I feel like uh, yeah. having the bona fides of actually working in space exploration really helped me in my own confidence with the character, as well as I think it helps me get over mm. Um you know, when you're just an engineer working for a company that does phone systems in hotels, that doesn't really inspire anybody. But right. when you're like, yeah, we put stuff in space, uh, that gets the imagination going for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, um, you basically, well, and especially maybe in your particular case for... Uh, for for the girls uh that you know, for as as a role model you can you can do this you can you know be anywhere thing from a professional wrestler to a rocket scientist the 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 sky the, the, the proverbial sky is the limit you know yeah i mean and that's really what it comes down to is not limiting yourself to anything um if there's something you want to do, if you've got some dream, if it's something crazy, I mean, try. Yeah. Uh, even if you fail, at least you got some like cool experience from it. That's what I did with wrestling training. I was, you know, it was to me, it kind of felt like I was going to magic school so I could learn how the tricks were done, even if I didn't have any plans on becoming a magician. Mm. Um, but, you know, when you find something you love, you end up sticking with it. And I just... You know, I encourage people to always just try new things and like take those risks and put yourself out there because it ends up being really rewarding. But you will fail along the way. Right. Yeah. And not and not to get don't get discouraged. I would suspect that that's, you know, probably a point you want to make, too. Yeah. And there's also nothing wrong with trying something that you thought was a dream and then finding out you don't like it and then moving on to something else. Right. I mean. That's also a thing that holds people back a lot or keeps people doing things that they don't truly love. Yeah, so so true. Uh, so so far in your wrestling career, uh, what have been some uh, highlight moments for you? Uh, you know, uh, either moments uh, like maybe winning a championship, uh, working with certain particular people and and along that line is there certain uh opponents you do like to get into the ring with for whatever various reasons in, in even if it's a multiple of, of a few yeah so um the highlight of my career was definitely when i became the first ever primos women's world champion um primos is my home 
it's uh, how I got into wrestling, where I train. It's the one place that'll always work forever. And it meant a lot to me to be able to be the first ever champion with that. And I'm still in that title reign. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's other titles that you get throughout your career. You know, the, it's nice and cool, but I mean, it doesn't have that same significance. Um, I mean, you all always remember your first, of <laughs> course, but to have your first mean so much of what's really cool. Yeah. Uh, as for a highlight, um, in the Omega tournament last year, uh, I got to work with Dark Sheik. That was definitely a highlight of ah. somebody I really wanted to work. Um, and she was awesome to work with. Uh, as for who I want to get in the ring with, uh, there's two there. I mean, Chris Statlander is my dream match, um, whether it's as a tag team or against each other. The gimmicks just kind of line up for that. Oh, yeah. Um so at the show on Sunday, Joan Jetson's Big Queer Launch, uh, I am bringing in uh, Eden Bond England, um, and she or they are the the other scientist wrestler that's out there. Um, they have a PhD, they work in science, so we've got the uh, big science energy team that we're going to be getting together and actually finally have that crossover I like of it. the rocket scientists and the PhD. It's going to be great. I like that. Yeah, cool. And you, you were kind of leading me, so yeah, uh, we're talking about the future. So uh, one other reason why we've got you here is uh, you have uh, an event that, that is basically... Uh, stylized or whatever you want to call it, it for for you uh how what does it mean to uh have this event that this is your event it's the uh the Joan Jetson big queer launch right yeah um it means a lot one of my goals after I won a title you know I'm always giving stretch goals with myself for wrestling I mm -hmm. thought hey I got a title I've peaked I'm cool I could retire now and be happy but I got the title and I was like, I think the next step is getting my own show. <laughs> and so for this one, um, I mean, I've been doing everything top to bottom on this. Of course, people are helping. But when it comes to the graphics for the show, booking the talent, um, putting together the card, doing getting a bunch of decorations, it's a charity show. So getting with the charity and doing raffles and all that. Um, the first thing I'll say about it is that I have way way more respect for promoters uh, <laughs> than i did because it is a full-time job and it's been taxing to be yeah. doing this for the last two months but the show itself is uh joan jetson's big queer launch it's a pride month show we're doing um i decided that i wanted to have representation as much as possible and in Colorado, there's plenty of queer wrestlers, but not enough to fill up the whole card. So I am bringing in a bunch of people from out of state. You know, we've got Don't Die Miles. We've got Donnie Primetime. We've got Eden. Um, we've also got The Shade coming in. So there, I could have made my life a little bit easier if I was like, hey, it's my first show. Maybe I don't try to bring in a bunch of talent from out of state. Yeah. But, you know, I never do things the easy way, unfortunately, yeah. even if I had known, but, uh, yeah, so I'm super excited for it. Um, I am looking forward to it. I'm more looking forward to having it in the rear view mirror. <laughs> uh, there's a whole lot of stress that comes with it. Yeah. But I'm super excited. 
the show itself is a benefit for the Trevor Project, which if people aren't aware, Tre- the Trevor Project is a crisis service for LGBT youth, right. which is extremely important nowadays with everything mm. that's going on in the world. People are getting real down uh, when the news cycle is so negative. Mm. Um, and if anybody listening is queer uh, and you're struggling, the Trevor Project's website, just hit them up. Somebody will chat with you. I mean, get help if you need help. So right. I'm excited to be doing it for a good cause as well. Yeah. And we, we, we probably should also, too, if, uh, you know, to also, too, if and don't necessarily be afraid uh, just because if you are uh, you are part of that group that you can reach out to the regular uh, services as well. Uh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Cause they, cause everybody is there understanding they're they're They've been uh, peer trained. You got peer counselors and they're, you know, you may be able to find, uh, uh, you know, somebody that's gone through a lot of things similar to uh, in, in things, you know, and it doesn't, uh, doesn't matter, you know, what, where, what your walk of life is. People still go to the same type of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mental health is something that, I mean, we're coming to a much better understanding as a society, but I don't think we've gotten to the point where there doesn't feel a stigma to mm-hmm. asking yeah. for help. Like, we're all cool going online and memeing about, you know, being depressed. But, you know, that next step of doing something for help or reaching out and stuff's getting really bad, you know. And I've been there myself. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I might sound like happy and bubbly now, but, you know, I've got therapy tomorrow. It's important to look after yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, whatever whatever you need, I, I feel like, whatever you need to, uh, you know, fulfill yourself to uh, get anything, get past anything that you, you know, whatever you need help with, don't be afraid to uh, seek it, ask for it, whatever, you know, resources might be available. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anything else uh, special about uh, the show upcoming uh, this uh, uh, Sunday that the listeners might be excited about? So, when we're talking a pride show, you know, I decided I needed to have some, you know, pride themed uh, stipulations. So, we've got the <laughs> Alphabet Soup Gay Rumble um, that'll be happening. And, you know, your typical Rumble style match every 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. I do have a. Donnie Primetime and Lipto uh, in a Don't Say Gay match for the 303 title. Uh-huh. Uh, similar to an I Quit match, but instead of saying I Quit, you say the word gay to submit. And then the main event, we've got uh, Cody Devine going up against uh, Don't Die Miles. And that is a pride flag on a pole match. Ah, uh, cool. The pole, well, the pride flags are attached to kendo sticks. I have engineered that. So <laughs> when they get up there, you know, we've got the uh, pride flags attached to a wonderful classic uh, weapon. Um, so from card wise, top to bottom, we've got some incredible matches on there. Um but the other things that matter is, you know, we've got some special merch for there, and we're also doing raffles. And the big prize is that uh, there's a set of Denver Bronco tickets uh, up for the raffles. So if you know the Roxy, it's not the biggest uh, venue in the world. So if you want Broncos tickets, come on down to the show. You've got pretty good chances of uh, getting yourself a very valuable prize. And we've got tons of other stuff, though, to raffle off as well. 
Oh, cool, cool, awesome. All right, so uh, let's get the details to the listeners. So it's uh, this Sunday, uh, June twelfth, at the Roxy Theater in Denver. Yep. Uh, uh, what time and uh, how do people get tickets if they want to get tickets? Yeah, so doors are at five forty-five. Bell is at six o'clock. You can find more information on the show and links to tickets and everything at joanjetson.com slash launch. Um, and that'll get you everywhere that you need to be able to come on down and enjoy the show. Awesome. Great. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm excited for this, uh, the show. I think it's going to be fun and it's, I mean, that's what, you know, like, I like to start the show, you know, it's the wacky world of professional nursing. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. That's, and, yeah. and, and uh, it, it's, it's uh, an entertainment. I always uh, like people when they support uh, entertainment, whatever kind of entertainment uh, venue people are in. It's, it's always good to support, uh, like I said, that industry. Joan yeah. and also yeah, people can just like show up and make sure that my first show that I'm doing is not a flop. You know? <laughs> yeah, you may not care about anything else, but in that case, that, you know, that's come on down and just uh, help me out personally. There that, you go. That, that, that's your call to action. Ah, there we go. That's so true. So true. <laughs> uh, Joan, uh, thank you very much for coming onto the show. But do uh, before I do let you go along, uh, like I said, we just plugged the website for you. Uh, if people wanted to keep up with you that uh, throughout the uh, week, throughout the months, throughout the year of what you got going on in the, in the biz, uh, where could they do like on the uh, social media and such? Yeah. Um, you can go to joanjetson.com and it's got links to all my socials there and whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and other stuff, and I also keep a running list of all my upcoming shows uh, there as well. So I try to keep it easy on people when it comes to referring them. So that's joanjetson.com. Awesome. Very oh, cool. Well, once again, thank you for coming on, and I'll be seeing you this uh, weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Once again, a big, huge thank you to Joan Jetson for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and introducing herself to all of our listeners and, of course, telling us all about that huge show on Sunday. So I hope to see a lot of you there. But before we uh, swing back around to that and tell you guys a little bit to remind you about that, let's do a uh, week or weeks from review since it's been a little bit of time since I've recorded and uh, I'll tell you about everything that I got to experience when it came to the uh, wrestling and the wrestling with altitude area. Uh, pretty much I've uh, just basically kind of stayed uh, to uh, my home promotion. We've had our ignition shows every Tuesday night there from Rocky Mountain Pro at the uh, Wimmer Arena and then also uh, we uh, just recently uh, visited the uh, Beerstock Lager house a, a fantastic show and we had our uh, first show at summit tacos up in uh, longmont uh, with the uh, savage beer crawl which was uh, a lot of fun and uh does those things are so much fun because they're just a little bit different and a lot of crazy things you can see and uh, uh if you guys were not there uh and you know maybe you'll see some crazy stuff uh in the uh, future if uh, those ever get uh, they get packaged into uh, uh standalone uh, videos and things for uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. But what do we got uh, coming up here uh, in the uh, future here with the uh, schedule? We've got a lot of things happening this weekend. we got a lot a lot of shows. So uh, this Saturday on June 11th in particular, we've got a lot of shows. So we have one. We've got uh, Renegade Championship Wrestling. They are having their 
their tap out event from uh, Canyon City, Colorado. Uh, the Ultimate Championship is scheduled to be defended as well as the Tag Team uh, Championship. Uh, you want to get uh, details on that. It's at 6 p.m. at the uh, Mountain View uh, Core Knowledge Charter School in uh, uh, Canyon City. So you want to get some details. The best way to do get all those details uh, for that is head over to Renegade Championship Wrestling's Facebook page and you'll see the event right there and you can get all the information about all the tickets and things like that. Additionally, we have an event, New Era Pro Wrestling is uh, back in action. Hot Summer Night event is going to be a lot of things happening. Uh, the New Era Tag Team Championships are going to be defended. Cody Devine and Logan against uh, Eric Angel and War Dog Damian Payne, uh, as well as a lot of other things happening as well. Uh, there's going to be a tournament started to uh, crown the number one contender for the New Era Championship. So that is going to be exciting as well. So uh, you want to get uh, tickets uh, for that. Uh, head over to either uh, New Era Wrestling's Facebook page or to their website at, uh, I believe, New Era uh, pro wrestling.com that's of course from, from the world's biggest comic book store mile high comics over off of uh, jason street particularly 4600 jason street in denver colorado and then uh finally as far as i know uh we of course have uh, rocky mountain pro we are heading uh, back up to lafayette to romero's canine club and tap house a wild event uh from there uh, always exciting to uh head up there one of the wildest places uh we have their show starts at uh, I believe 8 p.m. Uh, you want to get tickets to that uh, head over to Rocky Mountain Pro's website rmpwrestling.com click on that events link and you'll get all the details right there additionally uh, follow all, all your favorite I know, just know this as a fact uh, follow your uh, favorite uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, wrestlers superstars personalities and the etc they all uh, put out those uh, links out there for that and uh, buy those from there and it helps out uh, very tremendously and then of course on Sunday we have the uh, like we said there we had Joan on with the uh, uh, Joan Jetson's Big Queer launch uh, from the Roxy Theater uh, head over to uh, her website at uh, joanjetson.com slash launch get all the details and you can go purchase your tickets for that event upcoming on this Sunday as well so a lot of wrestling to choose from a lot of choices and I hope to see each and one, every one of you at a few of these shows so uh, get out and support like I said, the entertainment factor uh, with uh, pro wrestling, and I know you all want to. All right, well, uh, before we get out of here, if you want to help support the show, please do. Head over to uh, my uh, Pro Wrestling Tees website, prowrestlingtees.com slash Mr. Fourth Row. Buy yourself a t-shirt or two or three or more got some designs in the work uh for some more so that would be great of course i do have sh uh, shirts on hand too if you see me at a show uh if i'm not even necessarily booked i might have some uh in my vehicle just in case they tell you that uh, be prepared in this wacky world of professional wrestling uh, you want to uh follow the show uh, of course uh, everything does stem from the website at wrestlingwithaltitude.com on facebook of course uh, of uh, wrestling with altitude on the twitter of russell altitude and if you want to get uh an email in of course you can send an email to podcast at wrestlingwithaltitude.com and thank you as of course as always for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude.